You're about to listen to youth produce content from Listen Up Youth Radio. Listen Up is a Twin City social enterprise working at the intersection of youth employment, leadership, and media production. You're listening to Youth Soup, the podcast that adds some youth to your soup. That was so good. Yay. Are we done? Welcome to episode two of Youth Soup. Um, this episode is about um, how our identities have changed over time and how they will inevitably continue changing. Um, yeah, we can uh, do a little bit of an introduction just because of this specific topic. We want, I guess, listeners to be, you know, a little bit more aware of who we are. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a smaller group today; mm-hmm. it's just three of us, so. It'll be a little bit, yeah. Do you want me to go? Or I, I can start. Okay. Um, I'm Rena. I um, am a white, trans, queer, uh, very messy person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I'm JC. I am... Uh, even see just introductions it's, like yeah. it gets me thinking okay what parts of my identity are like yeah. at the front most of yeah. who I am um, so I guess okay I'm I'm JC I am a Latinx individual um, who is brown like I'm not white looking to others um, I'm able-bodied I'm queer. Um, um, I'm short. <laughs> yeah, you are. I, I can't deny that fact. Um, I'm young. Ageism is real. <laughs> hey, hey now. Um, yeah, that's that's how I am. I'm Gloria. Um, I am a very tall um, African-American girl. Uh, I center a lot with my Christianity. Um, I don't really talk about it like a lot, but like I have a very strong relationship with God. Um, Yeah, um, what else? (laughs) I am kind of basically all the characteristics of Megan G. Stallion. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's um, like the best way to describe it. Literally. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically that. Mm-hmm. Um, what well, JC, what you said, like literally the first thing you said about like what uh, what's on the forefront of it, like, and that's something that um, in preparation for this, I was thinking a lot about, um, and for the intersectionality episode, mm-hmm. um, about um, like what identity of mine is like at the forefront of like interactions with people and how people see me mm-hmm. and like how like oftentimes my like my whiteness is I mean my whiteness is the at the forefront of how I move through the world because it allows me a lot of my privilege um, and um, I think 
even how I like naturally, like instinctively would introduce myself, white is first because that's like the 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 identity of mine that like I don't know it influences how I move through the world the most. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just something I've been thinking about. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, oh, yeah. I know. I don't know. I think because of the environments that I've been raised in. Um, I think race and ethnicity is like the largest, or like when I introduce myself, I'm like, that is the one identifier that like, I mean, mm-hmm. that's how others see me. And based on my experiences in the world, like, yeah, I can't deny that fact. But I think also um, another like part of my identity is just like, I myself am not, um, like I'm a US citizen, but because a lot of my family isn't, and I've like seen, I've like had to adopt their lifestyle as like non-citizens, as undocumented individuals, like having to hide and like make ourselves smaller in the world. So like, there's also that experience that I think feeds a lot into who I am now. Um, Yeah, so that's an identity I usually don't bring up, but real yeah so how my identity have changed over time yeah so you know ever since when I was like younger like when I was like a really young girl um I never really knew about like the things that like a lot of African Americans go through in society I feel like I don't think I was like sheltered from it. I was just very much like unaware. And, you know, living in like, in my early years of growing up in like a predominantly like white area, um, I've like kind of like suppressed my blackness in order to like, you know, like fit in. Um, Growing up, I've kind of like struggled with like my you know, African roots and stuff like that because, you know, people from a lot of, like, people, they don't really want to, like, like, kind of, like, acknowledge their descent and, like, where, like, they're from and things like that, you know? Like, a lot, especially, like, with, like, a lot of, like, the black people in Minnesota, like, but I feel like if I was, like, Jamaican or, like, Puerto Rican, like, everyone would love it, (laughs) but, (laughs) but, you know, um, I'm kind of, like, steering away from, like, the goal pole here, but, um, basically what I'm trying to say is that, like, you know, I never really, like, had the chance to, like, express, like, my roots and stuff like that, because, like I said, that was kind of, like, looked down upon, you know, like, oh, like, Africa is just, like, you know, poor country, like, everyone is getting AIDS and blah, 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 and, you know, and being, you know, around, like, a lot of kids who, like, did not look like me at all, I've, like, I've totally, like, adapted to, like, a whole different, like, identity that, like, isn't even me, you know? Mm -hmm. I was, like, acting as if, like, how can I say this? Let's 
we're gonna cut this out of me like stammering but um yeah I just wasn't like being myself basically I wasn't like being genuine with myself but you know as I grow up and I'm living in Eastside St. Paul um and and I'm like acquainting like a lot of like new people and I'm making new friends and stuff I've like really like come into terms with like my roots and like who I am as like a African-American girl you know walking through society in America like I've never had like when I was younger like I I never had like an African friend or like a person of like African descent ever but the more that like I meet other people you know like of different like backgrounds and races but like specifically like you know, other African people, I start to like appreciate like my identity and like who I am as like an African American. And it just like confirms me that like, like there's a lot to celebrate about like my roots and like who I am as a person, you know, like it's an amazing feeling because I get to connect with them on a different level that I can't connect with anyone because like no one really knows what we know like except for us because like we know how strict our parents are we know you know our culture and things like that like we know our accents and all of that and everything in between and so you know being able to you know express my identity as an african-american it's it's an amazing feeling because like i'm not scared to like hide that fact and I am able to, as a writer, I am able to um, amplify that and change people's narratives about like, hey, you know, like we're African-Americans, like we're reclaiming our roots and things like that. And it's just, it's just a really good feeling. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, it's, it's a part of my identity. Pick a specific part of your identity, mm-hmm. right? Like, what do you think has made it change the most? Or like, you know, obviously like over time you grow and you change, but like what's the main, contribu- main contributor to that change? And... Quarantine. Oh, really? I'm gonna be so for real. Like, <gasps> quarantine, like being so alone with myself and like, Okay, that's one of the things. Obviously, like, I, yeah, I just, I think that in the two years of quarantine, I grew, like, the amount I would in, like, five years. Like, Mm. there was, I went through so Mm -hmm. many disgusting phases. Like, I, oh my gosh, I'm so glad no one saw me. That I was so, I was, like, trying to figure out everything. I went through like all the like pronoun combinations within like three years like it's it's crazy and uh like um also like being uh, chronically online for like um most of covid unfortunately chronically online has um uh both in good ways and bad ways and like um uh contributed to my identity and how I see myself and um and I think also just like 
the people you are around and the the experiences that you have like that real that um make you like i i don't remember the moment but the moment that i at the time i was like using they them pronouns mm-hmm. and i don't remember the exact time or moment that i was like hmm this still isn't right but like it i know that there was like probably a series of smaller moments that led up to me being like okay um i'm still not done <laughs> like with this and um oh my gosh like even thinking about that time of my life <laughs> is crazy to me like i have i feel like i've been so many different people and honestly like it's kind of scary to think about like how much i've changed in such a short period of time um and something i was thinking about and writing down is like feeling like um each i guess stop along the way um if we're thinking yeah um is like has taught me like so much about myself and the people around me that like even though it you know is not like the best feeling of like trying to not know anything that's what like not know what's going on with your identity like it's taught me so much and I really I'm grateful for it um and yeah covid uh, really gave forced me to like think about myself on a lot of deeper levels mm-hmm. that I probably wouldn't have done so yeah Uh, okay yeah I concur like COVID especially during like quarantine like it really taught me a lot about you know my identity it talked um like I really like learned about things that go well for me and things that I just can't like mentally take to my capacity and yeah like even like being at home you know stuck in the house like it just taught me like a lot about like what I can and can't take and yeah mm-hmm. that's pretty much it yeah. <laughs> like your like our boundaries yeah like yeah absolutely um I guess uh what I'm thinking about or like in regards to like my racial identity and ethnic identity I think for me, like the biggest contributor to like that perception changing is just like the people that I surround myself with or like the communities that I am that I am in. Because like, um, like when I was young, you know, like I was born in Queens and like there's a large Ecuadorian population over there. Mm-hmm. And literally like where my family, like it was just Ecuadorians. I was like, oh, well, I don't remember much since I was like only four before we moved. but. I just know, like in my heart, I know that if we had stayed over there, I think my relationship with my cultural and racial identity would have been different than the one, like being here in Minnesota. Oh my gosh. And then just added on to the fact that like elementary school, middle school, high school, like it was a predominantly white um, area. Not, well, the school that I went to was predominantly white, but then where I lived, 
on Lake Street where there's like literally live by Carmel Mall like there's a lot of Mexican restaurants and Mexican stores that like I grew up going to um, that also impacted or influenced the way that I thought about myself but like the two were very different um, and then COVID <laughs> bro I like my whole life I, I knew I was otherized in this mm-hmm. in this society I was like okay I'm not I'm not white and I would mainly identify as like through my ethnicity, which is Ecuadorian. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I feel like over COVID, I like had to think about myself more and like, okay, well, my ethnicity is Ecuadorian, but like, what's my race? Mm-hmm. And then I had like this big, like, I was so confused um, because a lot of like people from Latin America are, you know, were a part of the mestizaje or like the, the mixture of like all the different races. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know what my history is like, and I will never know. Um, but it also feels weird saying that, like, oh, I'm mixed, because when people hear mixed, they mainly think, like, oh, your parent is one race and your other parent is another. But I'm like, no, mine is generations of, like, Spaniards and indigenous people, and who, who knows what else. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And then, I don't know, TikTok. <laughs> TikTok got me (laughs) TikTok got me convinced that I was white passing um, or that I was white Um, and then I got to college (laughs) and then my friends were like JC you are brown you're like a brown Latinx individual TikTok (laughs) okay (laughs) guys I'm being so serious I'd be like in class and then I'd be like it's just like everyone I feel like during COVID like people were stuck inside and then people found out like, oh, um, Latino isn't a race. And they ran with it and were like. Oh like, no, they ran with it. They ran with it and I'm like, yes, you're right. But like, it's not your place to like say that if you're not a part. Cause like people of the community have already been saying that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, I'm pale. I know like, I'm not, I'm not like as dark as other, like I have family members who are much darker than I am but so I was like oh well like compared to other people I'm not I'm like closer to whiteness than they are so I'd be like so therefore I like I round up to whiteness or I don't I don't fucking <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is not no, no. <laughs> like it's it's weird how much like the two years or like that time of like isolation and then just having to like be with myself and then also stuck with the internet Mm-hmm. Change my perceptions of myself. The internet ruined me, and also is the reason I am who I am at exactly. the same time. And I literally, I, I, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm like, no, literally. Oh but then I got to college, and then I like now all my friends in, at school are Latinx, um, and they're like, JC, you are like the brownest of us all, and they're like, girl. Dog. Dog. <laughs> Dog. Yeah. So now I like, now I feel like more comfortable in terms of like saying what my race mm-hmm. is. And I'm just like, my race is my race. Yeah. 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 And like something like, something recently that I've like discovered. You, like you know like in um a lot of like applications like when they have you like fill out your race and then mm-hmm. where it says like you know like 
um, like, white is, like, someone from, like, North Africa or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I had to look this up, but I was like, are North Africans white passing? And then, like, I was, like, seeing articles about how, like, you know, a lot of, like, um, Arabs are, like, being treated as like white like people mm-hmm. are saying that they're white mm-hmm. and i'm just like i don't even know but like i mean i feel like that gets it's complicated because like technically like they are caucasian but like even the term itself caucasian has been like it's the caucasus it's the it, caucasus exactly. region like oh, oh my why. gosh yeah oh, like okay when okay when when specifically when white people and like people who like go to my school like when there was like the collective realization that so let's think about where the word caucasian is from Mm -hmm. and even if you look it up google will literally tell you caucasian people are people from the caucus region like it Mm -hmm. like it's not Caucasian and white are not synonymous with each other, mm-hmm. and um, and also, I want to know how people got from the Caucasus to the entirety of the Middle East. <laughs> like that's what I want to know. How people were like, you know, the whole entire like Middle East, we're gonna go over to the Caucasus and be like. Occasion. Like, oh. how did that happen? <laughs> I don't. How did that, that happen? A, literally, uh-huh. TikTok. K- TikTok. TikTok did it. Mm. TikTok I blame TikTok. Happen. Everything is TikTok's issue. <laughs> it's TikTok's fault. Oh my God. No, because like the word like whiteness, like um, or like Caucasian, right? People think people have the mistake of equating that with like what's the term oh, like uh, like Western European oh, yeah. that yeah. that look. Yeah. And I'm like, whiteness itself, like, it's a lot more broader than we think. Or, like, it used to be defined that way. But now we're, like, turning into making it more exclusive. And, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, adding on to the, like, filling out forms thing. Oh, my gosh. The anxiety. Mm. Like, when there's, like, the male, female. And then sometimes that's the only options, and then yeah. sometimes there'll be an other. Most times, I feel like when I see documents, most times it is just... Yeah. yeah. And there's no, like, prefer not to say. Yeah. And one time I was filling a form out in front of my mother, and she was looking over my shoulder, and I had to fill it out, like, with her. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Oh, what am I doing right now? <sighs> like, this decision will alter the course of my entire life. It did not. Um... But, and so, like, I just, I just click female and scrolled on, and, like, and then when, whenever there's, like, the, oh, my gosh, one time I found um, this, like, it was the weird, I screenshotted it somewhere, and it was um, girl, boy, um, and then it was literally, it was, they didn't, okay, one, they, didn't, they don't have intersex, which is another thing, mm-hmm. but it was girl, boy and then um like what was it it was um it was like it was literally oh my gosh i'm forgetting the word but it was like the word um 
that people will use for um like dogs that they don't know what breed it is oh like what is the like um um like okay i don't know the term like but the fact that like i'm like it's a term used for dogs that like and like i know it has been used for like mixed people too Mm -hmm. and i'm like okay (gasps) oh yeah and i'm like does it start with an m i don't oh yes yeah okay like yeah and I think I maybe know what that yeah. is, but I'm not gonna say. Yeah, it. no. And um, and I'm like, okay, wait, what? Like, what? What is happening right now? <laughs> it was so strange. And like, yeah, now like on a lot of forms, it'll be like non-binary or like trans or like da 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 da. Yeah. Oh no no, just you saying like, this is another thing. Like, now like when I see forms and they have like, uh, what's your gender like? girl boy and then non-binary and it's like people have created a gender out of non-binary oh when God. that's literally the whole opposite point yeah. of like being non-binary what it like i agree yeah it's wacky but like it's kind of crazy like if i could look at all of my google form submissions and how they have changed how my how the like mm-hmm. the gender box has changed over the past three years guys the like the like she, her, lesbian, to she, they, lesbian, to they, to, them, to lesbians, bro. to, to, um, uh, to, like, they, he, hmm, question mark, question mark, to he, him, to maybe boys, to, and, like, that, that pipeline yeah. is, it's, Real. it's a slippery slope, you guys. Yeah. When you, like, are in the whole, like, I hate men thing so much that you accidentally, accidentally become one. You guys, it's it's a slippery slope. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. That and pipeline. The pipeline is crazy. It's the only <laughs> pipeline that I support. Like that pipeline. No, because it's is a crazy. pipeline that I like. I've had to like. Oh. I've thought about. I've gone the whole entire like, thing at least twice. The whole yeah, literally the she her lesbian to like trans mask pipeline. Yeah, literally no, I that have is it. a pipeline. <laughs> Someone, one of my friends posted a picture, mm-hmm. and it was like the, it was like a, a Facebook meme. It was like the the she her lesbian to trans mask pipeline, be like, and then they put a picture of me, and I was like, true. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even gonna argue. Like this is so real. This is so true. So yeah. True. But um, okay, I have to I have to step out. Yeah. But I don't know what's gonna. Um, I'm glad we got to like. Well, I got to hear about like your guys' experiences with your identity and like, I, like, I resonate a lot with like you and like our racial experience, but then I also resonate with you about like the queer experience. Um, and yeah, I wish I could stay longer to I chime in more, but dork. I have to go. Oh no. Well, everyone, I think we are, we're keeping... You guys can, like, keep on talking. Yeah, you have, oh. we have, it has to be half an hour, right? Yeah. Okay. 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 Let's do this. Yes. Bye, okay. Jason. Have fun in college. Okay, see ya. But, yeah, Um, to add on to, like, what you were saying about, you know, like, documentations and things like that, I feel like um, more, like, applications and, like, documents that like have you list like your gender or whatnot especially like for people in the lgbt community it should be like 
more included. I forgot the word inclusive. Either one. Either one of them, yeah. They need to be like more like open minded because you know, not everyone identifies as female or male. And I feel like the term prefer not to say is kind of offensive if I it's was supposed It's so strange. Like, yeah. I would prefer to say, actually. Yeah, no, like, like, I would prefer to explain. Right. That's why I like the, like, the box where you click it and then you have to write an answer. Yeah, like, then let you me get to explain. you. Like, let me, <laughs> let me tell you. Because I would prefer to say. I would indeed prefer to say. Literally. <laughs> like, yeah, it's... Uh, let's go find Sada when you're done. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, there's like, there's always an option to put, put your own answer. Right. And I'm like, you know, it, it's there, sitting on Google Docs or Google Forms. Just click it. It's okay. Literally. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Um, yeah. yeah. But um, I know you guys, you know, we were talking about what contributes to our identity change, and then we kind of shifted to this, um, but... I'll go. So, you guys already included like a lot of the topics that you know contribute to my identity changing over time. You know, like uh, quarantine. You know, and um, being around you know different sets of people. Mm-hmm. But I will also say my environment, and to add on, social media. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially what JC was saying about TikTok and things yeah. like that. So with ones like milieu, which is another term for an environment, um, I know that one's environment can have like an impact as to like how you talk, how you behave, you know, mm-hmm. things like that. It's just the social like norm of it, technically, mm-hmm. and so. Shoot, I had my, I had my thoughts cleared up, but you know, like I've like stated, you know, like a million times, um, you know, me being me like being like a resident of like the East Side, mm-hmm. you know, I've like, m- I've like seen like a lot of people who look just like me, you know, it's very diverse. I've, I found like a lot of like peace and a lot of people especially like a lot of like African Americans and people like me um and I'm able to like embrace and you know that culture in the black community you know like yeah whereas like if I was like you know in like in a predominantly like in a predominantly raced area you know, where, like, I, I don't see, like, a lot of people like myself. I don't know. There will be, like, a lot of, like, co-switching going on, which I feel like a lot of, you know, BIPOC people, like, we have to do in order to, like, be socially accepted. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in cases where, we're, like, we have to be professional, you know, we need to, like realize that we should be who we are while also like keeping it you know like classy or whatever like I feel like co-switching I don't know I don't know why we we do it like I, I, I understand but like we need society to know that like 
we shouldn't have to like adapt to to how we're supposedly supposed to ha- behave basically yeah. there is a there is a um radio host that uh, in a documentary that we watched like last summer um about how he spent like two years hosting a radio show and he literally it was like something he he immediately would code switch when he walked into his station and like he had to run his radio show and have his little hour and a half and or like 90 minutes or whatever and how like in order to be professional like quote-unquote professional he would feel the need to like um like completely change the tone of his voice completely change the words he used completely like 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 change everything about himself and it made him dread like coming into work and then i don't know like something he i guess we realized something or like something switched and he had a conversation with this other radio host um and he was like no actually like me in my blackness as like as a black person is professional already and i don't need to change anything about it and then then his then he like then going to his radio show became like one of his favorite things and like i guess realizing him realizing that like his the way he spoke already was professional enough because this is his job and he is a professional radio host and nothing the way he talks isn't going to change that like yeah i think it's even i've talked to one of my teachers about how even um being in class like teaching um she was a sub teaching a predominantly white school she changed how she spoke so much and um it's even though like her as a teacher she's already a professional person you know like yeah 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 i mean and to be quite honest with you like especially like being in like high school i feel like the older you get and like yeah like the older you get like a lot of like teachers and like other people in professional places like they're going to like slowly but surely like be more colloquial if Mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah like i have like a lot of teachers who like aren't even afraid to like cuss in front of us because like i mean let's be honest like we cuss in this generation so it's like mm. one of my teachers is in technically gen Gen z and Mm -hmm. um Oh, she literally she says BFFR but like not like acronym. <laughs> y'all know you guys know um and it's so funny yeah. and like it's literally it makes my day because like she'll be like that's so real or like <laughs> one time she was like um what did, what did she say someone oh my gosh you know I'm forgetting literally everything I'm saying but you know yeah. Anyways, moving yeah. on. I like my teacher. I mean, like, let's be FFR. That's F-F-R. like, that's entirely what youth soup is about. So true. <laughs> we could have named I. One of the ideas that I was circulating is like, we could just name it BFFR. But I, mm. Mm, that would get us into a little bit. Yeah. That, that would get us into some issues. But right. No, youth soup <laughs> is so real. Good. Yeah. We're so real. <laughs> For real. The realest podcast around. Literally. We Maybe add some youth one. to y'all soup. Literally. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and then my other thing. Um, 
social media, you know, um, especially being quarantined, like, we've all been in social media a lot. Like, we turn to social media. Mm-hmm. And I feel like right now in, like, recent years, like, there are a lot of, like, people on social media who are, like, also, like, embracing and, like, amplifying their racial identity as mm-hmm. well. Like, for me, like, I I follow, like, a lot of, like, you know, um, like, black YouTubers and, like, black, like, social media influencers who, like, are, like, of African descent, and for them to, like, use, like, their platforms to, like, amplify that is, it just makes me, like, more, com- like, comfortable and, like, confident in, like, my own skin to kind of, like, amplify that as well. So, like, whenever, like, someone asks me, oh, like, are you, like, you know, of African descent? I'm like, yeah, because, like, 99.9% of the time, they are too, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm able to, like, make connections with people like that yeah. because of social media. And, yeah, like, and also, like, when, like, you do, like, a lot of, like, those, like, dance trends on, you know, on TikTok and things mm-hmm. like that, it's just, like, really, really fun to watch. And, you know, when, um, there's this other, oh, yes, and, like, cultural songs too like especially like Afrobeats like a lot of Afrobeats they're being like popular popular popularized on TikTok right now which I mean I really like because you know a lot of people are using them but then again it's like they're kind of like remodifying it Mm -hmm. to their own terms like they're like making like like speed versions of it like mm. I'm not too yeah. sure about that, but overall, I mean, like we're like we're making a comeback in this nation, and mm-hmm. you know we're showing people that there is a good, um, good bright side of, you know, our roots. So mm-hmm. that's something that I really, really enjoy watching and evolving from over time. Out of out of all the things that I like hate social media for doing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some really good things. Like one, um, I something that has helped me so much coming to terms with, or not coming to terms, just like finding what just fits best for me is this one Instagram account, account called Trans Mask Studies. Um, and actually, my um, individual episode is going to be about that. So okay. sneak peek, guys. Stay tuned. But. Um, about how learning about like trans mask people in history has made me so like fall in love with be- with being trans and fall in love with like the like all of the history that I don't know has intentionally been kept from people um about just trans people existing in history and I think that that is something that I'm so 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 grateful for and also like even in my my quote unquote lesbian era, oh, yeah. <laughs> I learned so much about lesbian history, and I um, I've learned so much about di- my the different identities that I've like, cycled through, and sometimes I do find myself like mourning the identities that I've cycled through, which is something I didn't expect, because it's like oh once you find the identity you'll fit you'll feel like so great, but it also like there is something so so 
intense about mourning identity that you once had and now you don't Mm -hmm. and we are going to finish up soon um but like it's kind of like losing a part of yourself well but in order to find a part of yourself that i don't know it's just fits a little bit better um but yeah and i think that um seeing how like trans mask individuals in history have kind of done that for themselves has helped a lot with me, I guess, um, being comfortable and okay with how much my identities have changed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And before we wrap up, I have two questions for you. Mm-hmm. So, for the listeners out there, and no, I am not using this as a gateway to, for my own benefit, but will you kindly um, share what the term trans mask is? Yes, yes. Um, So trans mask is, I guess, like a shortened term um, that I guess would mean like trans is transgender and then mask is masculine. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like a more encompassing like term. Like I know some trans men who identify as trans mask too. I know some like non-binary people who identify as trans mask. Like any um any person who identifies as trans but also masculine presenting um i find that to be i don't know i that's something that that's a term that i'm really comfortable in um so yeah it's trans masculine so yeah and then lastly do you believe that once someone finds like like hears about like something that they might be identified as and then like you learn about that identity do you think that they feel like truly like 100 percent confirmed that that is who they are or do you think it takes time and development i think it's definitely like person to person but i mean i i can constantly say that no <laughs> when i found when i like find little identities or people and i'm like oh okay that might work it's like it you know, messing around with it and just being like trying it out or like just just living that for a little bit can like sometimes prove like, mm, no, this is not right. Yeah. Like, and I think the last three years of my life is very, is like a proof of that, that once you find something that feels like it would fit, like, you know, your your identity is not linear, like it will change and being, I guess, coming to a point where you are okay and you're okay with that change, even though it's going to be hard sometimes and it's going to be, you know, it's going to suck sometimes, but it's also going to be really amazing sometimes. And I think, so no. (laughs) Short answer, no. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's also, you know, towards the ending of what you were saying that, yeah, yeah, like your identity will take some time to adapt, Mm -hmm. but hopefully one will like embrace in their own skin mm-hmm. and will be able to embrace. Yeah. And that that's, that's what I was saying is not just for queer identities, it's for whatever identities you might have. Yeah. And um, being, I guess, open to your perception of your identity changing. Of course. Um, I think, and I guess also centering how you feel instead of how other people perceive your identity is something that is pretty important in learning to, you know, fully fall in love with all your identities. So. Right. Like yeah. be 
provisional. I don't even know what that means, but yes, <laughs> it sounds really good. So yes, do that. Um, thank you right. for tuning in to this episode of Youth Soup. Um, we will see you next time. Period. Period. BFFR. Okay. <laughs> Learn more about Listen Up Youth Radio, including our peer-to-peer educational workshops in media production and social media marketing services at www.listenupyouth.org. Check out past broadcasts of YouthSoup on a live podcast app now available on iOS and coming soon to Android. This activity was made possible by the voters of Minnesota through a grant from the Metropolitan Regional Arts Council thanks to a legislative appropriation from the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.